Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, Monday night, 8 p.m. The Online Darts Live Land returns. Myself, Phil Biles, Jack Garwood and Lee Boyce are here for the next two hours to talk you through everything darts. Gentlemen, good evening. Yo. <laughs> have, you not mentioned, have you not mentioned Premier Lady in the intro, Phil? We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> the reason that I've, I've, I've worked out, there's a reason that I bop along to the intro. It's not because it's just a great bit of song. It's because it's the only bit for the next two hours where I'm not going to hear nonsense. <laughs> That's it. I just enjoy that piece while I have it. And then the next two hours is just YouTube chatting rubbish. For everyone in the chat room, by the way, can we just remember, I say it every week, <laughs> I say it tonight to reconfirm it, we are on a dark show. There is nothing else. It is solely darts. What, what, why would that Anything be? Anything to do with the 30 goals you've conceded in six games between us and City. There's no questioning. It's a statement. We've now followed. Everything else is no comment. <laughs> this is this is like a PDC press release. This is the line. We're not talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my rule number one. Coming uh, <laughs> Before we jump into it, let's hello to the chat room. Morgan, how are we doing? Uh, Wim, Tommy, Owen, how do? I'm nicking Matt saying there. I was chatting to him a little while ago. Uh, Bob, James, uh, ABM is in. Hey, GB, Zane. Uh, Nicholas, Connor, how are we doing? Uh, of course, Paul is in. Craig, evening, Morgan. Uh, Nels, how, how are we doing? Rebel, uh, Matador does in. Hope you're good, mate. Um, Frey is in. Jeff, Paddy as well. Rob is in. Good evening, Ben. Chat room's packed already. You guys are absolutely smashing it this evening. How are we doing, Mark? James is in. Jack. Um, and I'll tell you what, chat room is rammed already, boys. Anyone think it's been a busy old time in darts? It's always a busy time in darts. Well, especially now as well. Um, right, let's start. Obviously, uh, Cal's going to be on around about um, 8.30. Um, how do, Matt? How do? I can, I can officially say, Matt, the official switch on is November the 6th. Where I walk. If you don't mind your neck in, we'll start talking about football. <laughs> I think I'd rather would than talk about Christmas in December. In uh, November. Yeah, I'll uh, be football too. <laughs> uh, how are we doing, Big John? I hope you are good. Uh, 
Charlie is in. Um, right, let's before we dive into to everything. Yes, it is, Matt. You are correct. Matthew, Matthew, uh, Matthew. Getting to look fucking miserable outdoors. That's all it is. It is not <laughs> Brisbane. Oh, by the way, I think I've talked Murphy into making the studio for the Super Series Christmas Eve of December as well. No. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> um, right. Before we dive dive in, let's let's talk about some some little nuggets that that, that have popped up. First of all, the WDF um, calendar is complete. We know the proposed lineup. There's still a potential change. I am asking you to step in, Matt. All right. Um, obviously, the, the the seeds are there after Hungary, but there is still a couple of PDC qualifiers that some of them could choose to enter, boys. So, although the draw is happening Wednesday, Boise? Uh, Wednesday, yeah. There potentially could be a late change or two. Possibly. Two PDC qualifiers to go. Yeah. Minimal change now. But yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. This is anyone. Draws Wednesday. Schedule is Friday. I think no later than Friday. Yeah, um, but looking at it, I suppose the three seeds that you could see potentially qualifying would be Yella, Andy Bartons, and Bioetsky. I'd say they were the, the the danger three to qualify for Ali Pali. Specifically, uh, Bartington, Bielecki, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's one's been a bit up and down. And as, he's going in as number one. I'm not sure he'd go chasing the PDC. I think I think if he qualified for it, he'd pick Ali Pally over Lakeside. Yeah. I, I, I think. If Well, uh, it does back to what we've seen over the last few weeks. If you go in for it, you've made a decision before you throw a dart on it. Yeah. Qualification if you've got no intention of playing in the main event. Yeah, but other than that, the, the field for Lakeside is set after Hungary. And uh, by the way, everyone, give yourself a round of applause. I am loving the Christmas vibes in the chat room. Absolutely loving it. I'm not, and I will go. <laughs> Dob, over to you. One word. One word only is needed right now. Just out of interest, Matt, if you're still in the chat room, if these two bugger off, I'm have to send you a link. I may need some help. (laughs) (laughs) You've been loving that, Gob, haven't you? (laughs) Um, Before we talk about the darts this weekend, um, there's a couple of bits to um, discuss. One, I was filling you boys in yesterday, but it's obviously came out in the Dutch news this morning about the MVG and it and it was an absolute rant after his game with Van Veen. And before people start saying oh sore loser, if, if this happened this all started before a dart was even thrown. Um I don't know the specifics. We've obviously seen the the, the Dutch quotes because he made a point that he wanted to speak to Dutch journalists after. 
um, along the line. The, the quote lines are, I don't care. They can find me what the F they want. Um, labelled them unprofessional and, and everything like that. And I've never seen him like that. It was an absolute savage rant. It was, but it just came off the bat of a a disappointing defeat. I doubt they saw loser sort of comments. They are always going to come in a game where you are favourite and not won that game. So the question he's always asked, and it's always an if. If he wins the game, do we still hear that rant? Do we still hear? I think just because of this, this was all bubbling before the war comes had even happened. So, I, I think this was going to happen regardless, win or lose. It's, I've just it's, seen a rough translation. Right, he wanted to know how long before his game because he needed the toilet. Asked the tournament director to find out the tournament director was already in London, so wasn't happy there, about there, that. There was no structure or no management to the tournament. Yeah. Um, which, as, as a player, look, obviously the tournament director did leave. That's been... They, he had prior engagements in, in London. Um, there was an, obviously another tournament director put in, like there is in other events, but this one isn't a senior figure like Graham is. And with that, that seniority wasn't there, I think was his point about being... It's meant to be a professional setup, and effectively... The players' marshal became the tournament director, and and they have set themselves a president by an announcement. What two weeks now, three weeks now, of the professional sport, midweek pro tours, driving that professionalism from the top. It's for them to live up to without knowing the full ins and outs of who was the replacement. I'm sure you know, Phil. But those sort of, if you've set that standard, you you're the one who's got to maintain that. Otherwise. You're going to struggle having the players back in with certain aspects yeah. of that professional aspect. So, um, so Rob, this started. I don't know how it came across on TV, but even the walk-on, obviously, Jian walked on up on the stage, and all of a sudden, Johnny Mack just started going into his MVG part of the walk-on. MVG was nowhere to be seen at that point. You know when they come through the curtain normally. And they stood in and around that area. He wasn't even through the curtain. Mm-hmm. And literally, it got to the bit where Johnny Matt's going, the three times champion of the world, stringing it out as the last bit. I don't know how it came across on TV, but the camera's still on Johnny Mack at this point. By this point, it's normally on the player at the top of the walk-on. At that point, he's literally only halfway up the walk-on. I can't remember what happened next, but if, did he stop to sign an autograph? Because if so, he's getting it. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I I think they just rushed him up. He literally turned around and started walking. I hope to that he did. Um, I, I don't, I can't 100% say that, but I, from what I remember, I think he just then bolted it down. And then coming back after the second break, again, he wasn't on stage when the, they cut back. So this happened... This was boiling before the game even started. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't in the game. Gian was superb and we'll, we'll talk about him more 
shortly, but it, it was a real interesting point there that I've, I've never seen him lose it like that. It happens. People are human. hundred percent. Um, but it was just, just, it was just interesting. I got annoyed at my opponent's breathing last night. That was a good one. <laughs> just generally breathing, or just because two he was better than you? League. One dart, two dart. <sighs> like it's like, nah, mate. Wait, you're getting it. <laughs> okay, um, so one, one thing that does bring to the point back, Phil, though, that we've mentioned on previous weeks: certain players who complain about certain things, and it doesn't have the same sort of respect to this as the the be the boys speaking will this then have a a different repercussion because it's done from my thought complaining let's spin it round and say it was complaining what would the I can't remember someone said in, in an interview not so long ago that it's only when Gary Gezi or Michael or Peter complain something happens it was in an interview Callum, that, what's that it was Callum weren't it Possibly, I can't remember, but it was like, and and that when the big boys do, the 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 the, the prime example of this was Minehead. Was it Talon or was it? Part of me thought it might have been Nathan. I can't remember, but someone has said it recently, hundred percent. Um, but the the prime example of this was in Minehead last year. Now on the Friday and Saturday, it was fucking freezing in that main arena, and when I say cold. George Noble could hear the Marcus teeth chattering behind him. It was that cold. MBG came off and he, and he won this time and he went berserk. And unfortunately, Banksy was the only PDC official in the vicinity at the time and he got it absolute both barrels. However, the next morning, they were pumping hot air into there with two great big industrial heaters. So, <laughs> yeah. It, it is a fair point, though. Minehead is the time of the year. I appreciate why you have to go to Minehead at that time of the year. Because the rest of the year it's being used as an actual holiday park and to suddenly kit it out for a weekend costs them way too much business. To have an on-site accommodation venue like they do, they, they have to go at that time of the year. But temperature-wise, it's it's bitter in February and November. Like It is the only venue I've ever known players walk around with ham in their pockets. Oh, yeah, 100%. It, it's bolting at that time of year down there. And that's, like, that's not a conducive environment to playing darts in. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that that, that does have um, a, a, an impact on who complains. Um, and uh, so we're going to get the Gary interview out this weekend. Um, he says some good bits in there, but none of it mattered before the European Championships. That's why... We we held it back, yes. Uh, but it will be out this week. Um, but from there, Peter Wright is back in the winner's circle, chaps. And look, it wasn't his brilliant best, but he was consistent this weekend, which I think was the key. There was moments of genius, but those drop-offs from a 95-96 to an 88 weren't there. And that was the key been the key to his game all season. When he's put it together, he is still one of the best, but his drop-offs have been far too big and far too often. I guess 
<laughs> Amusingly, the biggest takeaway from this weekend is right now, Peter Wright might be a better dart player with Michael Van Gogh and darts than Michael Van Gogh and is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. Don't worry. Um, but before the weekend, I, I don't think many people would have said Peter Wright was going to win. A, a, a good tournament, but I don't think he would have been spoken about as the winner of the European Championships. I I don't think he would have, and he's one who heavily predicts himself in certain tournaments, but it's normally at a time where he's had some sort of form or there is a dame sort of brewing, but we haven't really saw this consistent level on floor or on TV for such a while that if he doesn't see it, there's normally no one else backing him to that one and, and lift the title. So it was a surprise win, which is weird to say for a two-time world champion and quite a recent two-time world champion. Um, but it's certainly a good sign and a worrying sign that he's finding a way to win when he's not at his complete best. Yeah, agreed. The other one, obviously James Wade making a TV final. Um <laughs> Bob's the only one that's happy about this. Let him have his two minutes. Let him have his two minutes. <laughs> no, no, he, he played solid stuff until the final this weekend. Um, just didn't have anything left in the tank come the final. But bigger things puts him back in the Grand Slam, temporarily back in the top sixteen. Although he's defending a, a, a King's Ransom at the World Championship, so. Time will tell, but right now is back in the top 16, heading to the slam. He's looking good. He's looking very good. They both are looking good. And it was an an ITV4, which always made sense. ITV4 (laughs) in uh, the final three months of the year, James Wade is going to play well. It's just what happened to the Masters. Now nobody gives a crap about that. UK Open, that pass. But the Euros and the the Players' Championship final. James Wade, 100%. Wadey's been pretty consistent for the last few months on the floor. It's no surprise to see him have a little run like this. There were, there were moments where he's absolutely brilliant. The, the 10-1 against Jose, I don't think Jose played that well, but Wadey was clinical enough to be brutal. And they're the sort of games that actually you can see James a, a 7-4 at one point instead of leading 9-1 or whatever it was, if you get what I mean. like They're the games where he can just allow his opponent back into the game. He's been brilliant on his own throw once again. His scoring power looked a lot better. I thought he was hitting more 180s again this weekend than he tends to. And his, his finishing just looked brilliant once again. That That's weighty in a nutshell, pretty much, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. That, that's what he does. Look, he's, he's never been the most prolific scorer in terms of your Michael Smiths, your Gary Andersons, uh, your Michael Van Gerwens, but his consistency. And there, there was one point at the weekend, he had one, two, one left. The treble 20 went first start and everyone in the, everyone in the media room just went like that as if it's going 11 middle of the bullseye. And, and that was everyone. It was just like, that was, that was Wade. Mm-hmm. It, it's brilliant to see James, James Wade playing well is good for darts. Whether people like him as a character or personality or not, the way that James Wade goes about the game is good for the sport. He's not the big flash 180. Don't get me wrong. The fact his scoring power was better this weekend certainly helps. But there isn't too many tactics or, or too many ways to play a game of darts. But he seems to be one of those that has 
a different way of playing it than the very, very top guys. And it, it's good to see. Yeah, I know, I know we sort of laugh and joke because your love for James Wade is like Phil's for Christmas. But on a sort of serious note about James Wade, I guess one part that that's down played, I think, this weekend is that semi-final win, that comeback. Because of Van Veen dropping off the levels that he'd performed all weekend, and I, I know we'll touch on Van Veen shortly, but I actually think from a James Wade level, at then he found such a game that Van Veen knew that if Wade had a chance, he was going to finish it. And yes, he didn't start the game well, but he found a way when early on in that game, double 10 wasn't his friend as much, but the turnaround was was Wade like in regards to finishing and just shows, I guess, with Wade and Peter Wright being in the final, no one would, have, as much as we're saying Peter Wright being predicted in the final, I think even you, Dob, wouldn't have had Wade to sort of find that. And if you're not predicting it, I guess there's not many out there who are. And it just sort of threw up a surprise that there is still, probably more importantly, I guess, for Darts fans, there is still fighting James Wade. And it's not that we're just going to see him drop down um, the rantings and sort of fall off and this sort of retirement every few months if there's not a good day. And that actually, there is still that fight there from Wade. And there's probably a TV tournament at some point because that day and that fight, more importantly, is still there on stage. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I don't think he faked a limp, but he certainly slowed Van Veen down. And look, they all do it. We've seen Mensa do it before. There's nothing against that, but he, he, he definitely played the game and used his experience. That that continued for me, though, in the final. Weaver, if it wasn't as prominent, because he'd been on it then all day and yeah. probably had a bit more practice. But it wasn't as bad, but it was still there in the final. Yeah, he, 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 he played his, his experience card against um, Jan, oh, which yeah. look, he's not the first to do it and, and won't be the last. And that that's part of darts. If you can use it, then by all means, um, crack on. Um, but it's interesting that Gob said about look, yes, look, we all know that James Wade isn't fashionable. And I remember, was it last year we did the interview with Matt, and he was actually quite honest and went, Some players have got to do a little bit more to get in the invite tournaments, and some have got to do a little bit less, depending whether you're stylish and you play in a certain way. And I think it's fair to say that James is one that would have to do a little bit more to get back in the invite tournaments. Wrongly so, but yeah, it's fair to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the, at least like Matt was honest enough to say, look, yeah, some don't have to do as much about as much as others. And what, you just have to pretend but, you were born north of the Hadrian's Wall and then you get in? Uh, but more importantly, he needs to put himself in positions he has done this weekend because we talked about his Dame persona, all that sort of thing that's part of a Darts Dame now, but... It's also he needs the results which he hasn't had for a while of the level of James Wade. Was it 2007? Him last being out of the top 16 up until last so week's hibernated in the top 16 for the best part of two decades or whatever it is. Which then shows that that level's dropped. So there needs more than just the persona, personality, whatever you want to call it. Um, one thing that I don't like, and this has started coming in more and more because obviously we'll touch on the Grand Slam. Autographs but, on the wall. Couldn't agree more, mate. 
<laughs> players' sole focus when they get to a ranking final, it seems as if they lose focus, or not just the TV final, but it seems as if they lose focus because all of a sudden I'm in the Grand Slam. That they all say it, that's the first thing they say. I'm in the Grand Slam. Gary said it at the World Cup. Um, Joe Cullens said it before when he won the Masters and, st- and stuff like that. And again, Wadey, I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the Grand Slam now. It's this unique qualifying criteria for the Grand Slam. I just feel is taking away the shine of TV finals at the moment for players that aren't there or are leaving it last minute. Yeah, but it's still a better tournament than the Grand Prix, isn't it? Not. Um, <laughs> but, how, how did that vote go? Stupid. This is why. <laughs> this is why. This is why people need a <laughs> not democracy. Uh, I can't even think of the word there. Um, I think the problem is that those three examples that you've used there, and, and that Joe Collin won a non-ranking Masters tournament. It was a bonus. Didn't up his rankings. So actually, the positive for him to look forward to is I'm now in a ranking tournament that. I'd otherwise have to go for a qualified <laughs> for. Gary Anderson went back to the World Cup. He, the Grand Slam is his favourite tournament. I'm not going to begrudge Gary going, I'm in there now. He he was playing okay. I, I thought he had to carry Peter an awful lot through that tournament. <laughs> so actually running into that Welsh duo, they were always expected to lose. Take the positive off it. And Wadey, again, if you'd offered him a final before this weekend, he would have snapped your hand off for it. Does that mean he tried less in the final? No, but on a, on a final, where you, on a tournament where you have to play three in the same day, where he has been out of form, where he was going to the Grand Slam qualifier up until two days ago, that that could completely change his season and turn it around again. Then, right, he's not gone in that final to lose it and just gone, oh, I'm done now, I'm in the Grand Slam. He would have been trying to win that because that would have put him further up in the 16 and in contention for that Premier League again because we know he would have taken it. Um, yes, uh, it's not as bad as people clamouring to be in the Premier League. And I think the issue is that actually in, in the past people would have been saying I'm in the Premier League and now that isn't a guarantee. Now that we've had a Danny Nopper and whoever else, I can't even think who else has won majors now, Tom Ed had not been put in. Ross Smith. Rob Cross. Rob, Ross Sp- Smith. Andrew like, Gilding coming up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it used to be, right, I'm in the Premier League now or as good as. Well, that's not the case anymore, but the bonus for all three of those players in that position has been actually, I'm in another tournament now that's actually quite difficult to get in. You get a chance to get your foot into the tournament in the group stage and the prize money's pretty good, or we believe it is because they've seemingly added more money to the rankings today for the European Championships and we don't have a prize one confirmed for my net. The one thing I would add on Dob, the, the only thing that, uh, that I disagree with is it being difficult to get into because you've got multiple qualifying, multiple qualifying places that then, then they're into it. But yeah, I'm not as concerned about it. Does it mean someone's got to a final? I don't think it changes the manner of the performance. It's just someone looking at a positive as a negative result. And actually, I would take that as a good thing because after a James Wade defeat, we don't normally see that aspect. So the fact he's taking a positive from that, I don't think it's uh, it's all bad. Right, just out of interest, uh, we'll talk about the, we'll talk we will talk about the trophy in a second. I've got the press release here. How much was at, well, how much was meant to be added, and how much was added then for the? In total, it was stated everywhere or whatever that it was five hundred thousand. Now it's six hundred thousand added on the press release. It's six hundred thousand, and that was sent out on Wednesday. I've got the email here. Wednesday up that then. That, that that's why I was just double checking. So. 
the um, PDC media release for the 2023 Machine Seeker European Championships. It's the preview like, like they always do. And in the media pack, prize fund, winner 120, runner-up 60, semi-finalist 40, quarter-finalist 25, second-round losers 15, first-round losers 7.5, total 600,000. Say those again. 120 for the winner. Yeah. 60 for the runner-up. Yeah. 40 for the semi-finalists. They've added eight grand each to the semi-finalists. 25 each. Five for the each for the quarter-finalists. 15 for second round. An extra five grand each. Seven and a half for first round losers. An extra 1,500. They padded everything else but the top two. Right, okay. That's not a very PDC move. I like it. Yeah, what's going on there? Yeah, um, I say that, and, and before the conspiracy theorists, which we know the thing that that was sent out to the media on Wednesday. I can even give you the exact time; it was five o'clock. That's <laughs> when the email hit. Cheers for the timestamp. You're welcome. Um, In other right. news, Mardo Manor have just opened another bottle. <laughs> oh, by the way, if anyone, after you've watched us, just go and have a look at Wayne's Twitter tonight. It is on par with his lockdown one. <laughs> Would that be another 12 like party? Um, right. First of all, we'll, we'll do Johnny's miscan. Up there with one of the worst miscants ever. Timing-wise, it certainly seems like it. Short of deciding leg with your opponent sat on a double, then, yeah, it's right up there. Four apiece, four break a throw, gets picked off for the following visit and goes on to lose the match 6-4. Yeah, it, it's not great. Yeah, and the fact he celebrated as well and the camera got the finger point in. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> Sort of added to that moment, didn't it? And probably made it that a little bit more embarrassing. That the, it's sort of half in the point covered it. And the yeah. opponent. Yeah, and when Jose comes over and says, welcome to the club. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what's worse. Jose giving you abuse for the accounting or that Andrew Gildin hug when he beats you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was um <laughs> it was just yeah uh yeah bad wayne's on a mad one he's um the champagne corks are popping in in Mardle towers tonight um now uh robo machine seeker are a huge company in germany uh a huge company that, 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 if that, if that's a long-term deal, that's a decent sponsorship, especially for an event in Germany. Um, what else? So, right, the trophy. Compared to what they've been like, that trophy was shocking and Peter wasn't happy either, was he? Oh, oh I'll tell you what. We'll come on to that in a second because someone has just popped up in the bottom of my window. So we are going to have a tactical 
30 second ad and then then the guest is here Welcome back, everyone. We're joined by the one and only, the right, Mr. Callum Rids. How are we doing, mate? All right, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm loving the loving the shirts up in the background there as well. Uh, it's not bad, is it? Not bad. <laughs> um, first of all, mate, let's let, let, let's talk football. But your team, um, you must be delighted with the way it's going. I was until Wednesday. I was at the game. <laughs> it was absolutely freezing. <laughs> <laughs> freezing up north? No way. It, like, and it was raining, so oh. at least we weren't no in the away end, mate. That is north. <laughs> oh, ah, that was they were allowed to be fair. The, the, it was great, like, they, they, they didn't stop singing or hitting that drum from start to finish. And you know, a fair play to Dortmund, yeah. And then, ironically, the European Championships are in Dortmund. Uh, Dovey said that to me when. Uh, if they were playing at Dortmund, it would have been it would have been ideal for him, but I don't know if he's going next week or not. Uh, he says he is. Um, oh, he got a bit of stick right from the right. German fans as well because of it as well, which was quite funny. Yeah, I, I seen on Twitter. I, I didn't watch much of it. I watched parts, but not a lot. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it was interesting. But in, in in life in general, mate, how, how are things with you? <clears throat> Yeah, good. Uh, everything's getting better every day, slowly but surely. I'll, I'll be, I'll be a lot better when he takes that prime off. You know, like <laughs> uh, everyone needs him for the prime bottles. <laughs> seven, Jack. Mentally, I am. Yeah, look, the the turnaround this year for you has been superb because I remember seeing you in Risa, and I wasn't sure we were going to see you again. At the, the Euro Tour, when it didn't go particularly well, and you had your little rant on on Instagram, and I, I'm not sure I didn't think we were going to see you play again for a while, but the turnaround's remarkable, and you and you're playing well again. Was it was it a tough time earlier on in the year? Yeah, it's like I've said it before. The last eighteen months, any news I got was bad news, whether it be friends, family. Every other week, I was planning to go to a funeral, and it's not nice. Like, yeah. I understand everyone gets the abuse in all this, but when when you're 25, you're not going through a good time. I'm trying to, you know, as money as I can, quit as I can, so I can get out of, out of the game as quick as I can. I love I love the darts. Don't get us wrong, but I don't. I'm not a big fan of travelling, and I think everyone knows that. Um, but. To be fair, I've had the right people around us, you know, the right support, and they're the ones to thank, really. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's good to see you playing with that that smile um, again. I have to ask you, the, the changing darts, obviously, was that more of an accident that you found this set that you're now really comfortable with? Uh, well, I asked Unicorn, uh, mate, as a new barrel, and um, <laughs> I've never went out my way to have a new barrel made. I've never been asked 
you know, what grip do you like? Or so they just went, oh, we're just going to send you 10 sets of darts up. And the ones I had at the Grand Prix, they were the ones I fell in love with. They've now made as a set with the black and white in. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. Um, I kind of got lucky, to be fair. Not <laughs> So the day of the Grand Prix, I had the, the one set of darts, and I know people's, when I snapped the point, it's not my fault. I only had one set. It's not my fault, okay? <laughs> um, they got delivered, my new dart, <laughs> in Blythe on the Monday. So I got lucky, though, because the Tuesday when I went home, on the train with my darting and I haven't had them back <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's brilliant um, on, on the, the point thing what was that moment like that you realised that you'd snapped that point I, I said it how it is didn't I just crack on <laughs> to be fair I, I think I, I was talking to Luke Woodhouse about it if the game was close, I probably would have went and got a different set of darts off someone. I probably would have used Luke's, to be honest. But I was 5-1 down, and I know it's not the right mentality to have, but I just couldn't... I didn't. I, I was never going to win that game. I, I, I was never going to win that game. So I just and thought... You start, who you started throwing them two darts? Are you sure? <laughs> if I'd won that leg, I would have walked off. I'm done. <laughs> I think so would he he'd have been five dropping him but I've just been beaten by two darts I'm gone <laughs> uh, yeah 100% that, that's um thing but look obviously you, you talked about Blythe there the, the North East it's a it's a real hotbed and it's it's a real grander as well isn't it for any youngsters coming through because it's a tough scene up there yeah I mean none of us had it easy I not many people, again, know this. My first ever game of darts was against Ryan Joyce. My first ever <laughs> real game of darts was against Ryan Joyce. It's like, we keep joking about it on the Pro Tours. It, it's crazy to think from 10 years ago, we were playing each other at a local pub, and now we're both here. It, but, it but, is crazy. By the way, how did that finish? Uh, he beat us in about five seconds, to be fair. <laughs> but you, 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 you look at the names, not just the, the PDC names that, that we're used to, the ones under that that are playing in, whether it be the ADC or the, the WDF circuit, it is it is brutal up there from, from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, when you go to a lot of competitions around here, you, you sometimes you get me, Doby and Ryan all there. But then you've also got Chris's dad, Chris's uncle, Adam Hunt, which everyone knows on his day, great player. You've got a load of lads up here that, when they're on, you could lose first or second round. It, it's un, it's like, it's not a pro tour, I'm not going to say that. But you can't take anyone lightly up here. Because best of five, best of seven, they can rattle off, rattle you off in 40 darts. Nice and easy. So, yeah. That- yeah yeah, even players like Rob Grundy that's come through that we've seen him go and win yeah. challenge tours, and that not not a lot of people have known. He's then gone on to the Motor Super Series and, and done well. That there's the strength and depth up there is like nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know Rob was from up here. I was watching the, the online thing when he played. Who did he play? Adam Adam Hunt in the semis. Yeah, and so the commentator at Northeast Derby. I went, 
I didn't even know he was from up here. And I spoke, I spoke to him at the last pro tour. I was like, yeah. I didn't know he was from like up up that way. He was like, oh yeah, fair play to him. I mean, he seems a nice lad. I had a bit of practice with him. You can see he's a very good player and fair play to him for the years, huh? I like that. What does, given that you've got so many players up there of that standard, what what does your practice look like? Do you, do you get together or do you just rely on the fact you're going to run into these guys in like a local league, join a team and, and just go about it that way? It depends. Like sometimes when I used to live like in Bedlington, obviously it, it's well, well known. Me and Chris used to live in the same street. So we, we used to practice quite regular and then our Super Leagues are Thursday night. And that's where at the time there was like me, Ryan, Joyce, we would get there at half six and just practice for an hour and a half before the game started at half eight. Sense. I read that. Because I used to live with Carl, didn't I? And obviously he never practiced home. He was like, I can't do it. It's boring. I can't do it alone. He'd occasionally go and and practice with, I think he went to Bunton a couple of times and whatever, but he just relied on playing darts four nights a week in local leagues. And I'm like, that's all right, because it gets you out on a social, but it's not quite the standard you're looking for, I think, at times. And it's just getting that balance, isn't it? Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, I'm not the biggest practicer back home. I think I've had that board up since January and I've turned it twice. <laughs> but I did used to play five nights a week and then maybe a competition and... I just I wore myself out, and now I just I do me two nights a week when I can. I like me two nights, and then obviously you've got the the pro tours, which is three days. And I'm not saying they're practice, but normally the pro tours I do two and a half hours just before the event starts. So you can imagine if you're there all day, it's it's going to be a good five hours. You're throwing darts, yeah. So. Speaking of the Pro Tours, moving to midweek next year, how do you feel about that change? I don't mind it. Like, you know, as a job, I understand. And I know that the new Tour Card Hall, as there's going to be some ifs and buts, but yeah, I, I think it's better, Like, especially if you don't get through Euro Tours, you can have more weekends at home. If you do do exhibitions, more exhibition work, I mean, but yeah, I think. If I don't get through a Euro tour, I'm I'm more than happy to go back back Bedlington and see me granddad all weekend. That that sounds good to me as well. And Talon, you mentioned there about the Pro Tours probably not being a practice, but understand what you was alluding to there. Has that mindset changed a little bit with the Euro Tour qualifier moving to the after the Pro Tours instead of before where it was before? Yeah, I mean. I, that, the Euro Tours, when it was before the Pro Tours, was like, you kind of got a feel of who was playing well, who did. Not obviously, I know you've got the big boys, that the Premier League boys and the, the seeds for the Euro Tours, but I preferred it before. But I know some people prefer it after the Pro Tours. And, you know, it's like sometimes you, you play the Friday where it used to. You play the two qualifiers of Friday, you have Saturday, Sunday, and you go home Sunday. Whereas now, staying an extra night to play a qualifier, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but it's just something I'll have to get used to, really. And and back to the Pro Tours, from a yearly perspective, looking at it, obviously we're only 10 months in, still some big tournaments upcoming. How important was the win in September over Tuesday to get that Pro Tour title? 
to be to be honest, that was only the second time I used them darts. So I, le- I had the mindset of just winning two games every day. That'll d- board final every day. I'll be happy with. I didn't think I, I was the moment where I thought I was going to win it was when I beat the quarters, which I played really well against Ross. And I thought to myself, yeah, I, I think if I make the final, I always seem to play half decent in them in the finals I've been in. So I always thought if I can get to the final, I've got half a chance. And yeah, when I won it, I got back to the hotel room and, you know, I shared with Luke Woodhouse and he cursed us a few times. You lucky, you know what. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's a a great lad. He's he's come on leaps and bounds this year as well. I'm happy for him. Just listening to you talk there, Cal, about obviously you say just win two games and you're happy. Do you maybe underestimate your own ability still sometimes? Maybe, yeah. I mean, people do say, you know, you're better than him. You can do do this, you can do that. But when you're not there, you can't do it. Like, you know, the Europeans, I've never, ever done well in the Europeans. I've never got close to qualifying for the European Championship, apart from the the COVID year when there was two events. (laughs) Um. And I mean, I think next year, I, I said to my manager, Mark, I'm glad that's the one I want to try and get in. I know you've got Blackpool and, you know, whatever. But if you if you get into the Europeans and you do well in there, that kind of sorts that out as well. Yeah, and that, that's a theme, isn't it? Everyone says it. It's like sort of European format and you're almost set for, for the year. But looking ahead, the World Championships on the horizon, it's a tournament that you've had a mini love affair with. In your relatively short career, it's a place that seems to bring the best out. And are you looking forward to, to heading back there? Yeah, I mean, the year I made the quarters, I loved every second of that. But, you know, even last year, losing 3-0 to Josh, I didn't think it was a 3-0 loss. I think I could have won maybe two of the sets. Could have been a close idea. But you you know yourself, if, if you missed that one chance and you don't take it, you get punished in this level. So, yeah, I mean... You just got to put that right, and after mine head, that's when the serious I was will go in for the world championship. Are we going to get the um the the, the Geordie Wednesday or whatever it was like we had a few years ago when you were all on the same day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the Geordie Wednesday. It was, it was mad, wasn't it? Because you were just like all all on the same day. It was like a northeast invasion. Um, we've got some questions. Uh, Matador wants to know who what shirts have you got in the background. Um, the purple one is a lad called Kyle Cameron. He plays for Notts County. What boy? He's a north. He's a northeast lad, so that's why I've got he's it. He's always fucking injured, though. Is he? <laughs> Bruno, Joe Linton, Almiron, and a Sean Lonstaff one on the wall, along nice. that way as well. I, I, I like that. Good, good work. I'm um, going back to your. Beloved Newcastle, what's the what's what, what's the end goal, or, or where do you see you you going? I know obviously everyone knows that you've got a truckload of money, but they're not doing it stupidly, are they? It's a, it's no. a very slow progression at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I had an argument with a Newcastle fan on Wednesday about you know you, you know yourself when your team's not playing playing the best. There's the odd fan that'll like like the darts when you lose you get a you get the abuse. And he, he said something and I went, that you don't need to complain. We're overachieving anyway, being here. 
we're about three years too early. I would just enjoy it. Like, yeah, but we're, we were top four last year. But we've overachieved. We made a final and we're top four. We overachieved last year. Uh, that's my personal opinion. But, you know, it's just see where it goes. I know they've got a load of money, but they are spent. They're spending it right, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. And it's for anyone that hasn't been, St. James is actually a special place because it is like in the middle of the city, isn't it? It's almost like the heartbeat of the city on match day. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And then you'd, you'd say when you're there and you go in some of the bars, the atmosphere in the bars is just like the stadium, loud, singing, and a load of jolly idiots. And I fit that category perfectly. <laughs> just, just one one link on the sort of football and darts connection. One of the three of us did have a huge opinion on the Newcastle Flads at a Premier League when Dolby played. What was your thoughts on the uh, the huge Newcastle Flads when Dolby was playing his home game? I was there. I was in the crowd, so <laughs> um, it was goosebumps for me. Like obviously, I've seen it on telly when he's walked on in Newcastle and. When, it, when I was there, I said to my friend that I was with, I went, one day, if I play here, that, that would be enough for me. <laughs> it was, it was rotten. You all right, Gob? I've <laughs> <laughs> um, got, got no issue with Derby playing at home. i got an issue with the ticket saying fans can't wear football colours and then them waving four big flags that they put up at St James's. <laughs> No different to Rotterdam when they all wear Holland shirts. Um, Pete <laughs> wants to say, obviously, Newcastle, where do, where do you see them finishing this year? Fifth. I think fifth. That's enough for Champions League again, though, isn't it? Is it? Four. I, I thought oh, the Premier League was getting an extra place this year. No, four's the maximum, unless the winner of the Champions League is... Outside the top four, or Europa League winner is uh, someone outside the top four. I'm sure that England were getting an extra place, but anyway. Um, well, they're not going to win the Tarabao Cup because they'll lose on Wednesday. <laughs> um, on Walker, oh, yeah, we'll go. Would, <laughs> would you use local hero and walk on to that if you played in Newcastle the same as Dobie did? No, nah, I'd stick with my own. Yeah, on the Wednesday we were in a we were in Wonder Bar and my walk on song came on. Yeah. And you, a few of the drunk Jordy lads, way yeah, dark player, your song, and it it was just rocking. And I just had, I was like, oh my god! I said to my friend, I went, I it just it just gives us motivation to you know do well in the majors. I I'd love to play in the Premier League, but again, sometimes people score might be too soon. It might be this. It might be that. The year I joined the Premier League might be the year I see it. Bye. Interesting. I like that. Um, no, the Premier League is getting an extra place. I thought they were as well, Craig. But and so obviously, Lendl's in in the chat. That does a lot of stats. Are you a, a player that looks at, at stats and look at your own numbers or anything like that, or you, is it just a win's a win? Honestly, I'd average 51. If I win, I, I'm, I don't really care. Like, as long as there's the W in front of your name, you can always try and put it right the next year, and that's the way I've always seen it. 
I like that. And um, we'll, we'll let you go in a second, but it's the last couple from us. Obviously, the season coming to an end. What would be a good back end of the season for the riot? Um, well, you, I've got mine head in the worlds, and obviously, I've got the qualifier this Friday. I would like to get in the I've never played the Grand Slam, I've been close a few times, and I've never got there. I would, I would like to qualify for the Grand Slam, but it's like you know, everyone that enters that wants to qualify, and they're all going to be just as hungry. Oh, I, I, I like that. Um, anything else from you boys before we let Cal go? Yeah, just reading that statement about five positions. You know I love an announcement. <laughs> there will be an additional two places for the best countries who perform in UEFA competitions this season. So as long as English uh, teams perform within the best two, it will go to a fifth place. Well, we're well, winning it. Villa look decent and City might do the job, so we might win all three. Sneak you boys in the back door. Thank us later. Which one are you talking to? Which one, is, which one are you talking to the meal, Cal? Cal, you lot crap. <laughs> We're not sneaking twelve faces, how... mate. Have a word with yourself. You'll see on Wednesday when you get smashed. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, is one before we let you go, Cal from Lendl. It says one question for Cal, if possible. Do you think the players want Peter Wright in the players' championship finals, or they want him out? Not bother me. I, I, I'm not playing first round. If he sneaks in, he's going to play one of the, the top boys, isn't he? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't bother me whatsoever. <laughs> if, he sneaks, if he sneaks in and I play him in the final, I don't care. I'm in the final. I really don't care. But because he always can, plays well in the final, he's already said that. That's right, isn't he? <laughs> he, say, he, say, he says a lot, though, doesn't he? I like him, but he says a lot. <laughs> uh, Cal, absolute pleasure to have you on the live range, mate. Thank you very much for your time and good luck at the Pro Tour and the qualifier, buddy. Oh, Jack, I found something for you actually. Is it a bottle of Prime? <laughs> <laughs> uh, super stuff, Cal. Thank you very much, as always, buddy. Um, good luck and we'll see you very soon, mate. Cheers, lads. See you later. See you later, mate. Super stuff having Cal on real. It's nice, nice insight where he is, boys, wasn't it? Really good place. Yeah, really, really good. Um, right, we'll go back to where we were. How shit that trophy is. <laughs> Have you been holding on to that for like 25 minutes? Wait, I'm actually getting writing notes halfway through yeah, when he was it was like, say trophy crap. <laughs> no. Notepad, see? <laughs> so I don't forget things anymore. What oh, about crap? Did anybody see Wankhard was trending on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it was, it was shit. Absolutely dreadful trophy for a, for a TV major. It looked fucking timber. Yeah, considering you've last minute upped the prize money 
surely there was a little that's bit where it's gone that's a hundred grand yeah increase oh, the level of trial question rob was it worse was it worse than the bahrain palm tree no nothing was no worse i like the bahrain palm tree yeah it was worse yeah on with dog eight voted here philip no i like the palm tree it's something do you know like how f1 they're all themed like i quite like that about some of them i like uniqueness to it You're stupid. I tell you what. That's got to be a first. Neil Duff makes it into the chat, but not the show. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, buddy, as well for the weekend. <laughs> can't you tell someone's won something? Well, I first trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, fingers crossed, Neil. We've, if he um, as long as he get, goes well at Lakeside again, he's going to come to the um, live lounge live as well, which is good. We won't advertise him being there though. <laughs> In case, um, right? We've got some clips from the um, weekend, not specific to the tournament, but just bits of, around it. First of all. I'm going to play the Peter Wright one. And this was before he won, by the way, but just taking into context what he was saying. I'm, yeah, I just find uh, starting to feel like in my own ability. It's like, you know, I'm not ready to retire yet. Uh, I'm going to still push these youngsters coming through. I'm going to still play the game. And, uh, you know, uh, and I'll do that as long as, uh, you know, my life allows it. <laughs> you said the retirement word there. During mid-season when it wasn't going your way, did it ever cross your mind contemplating yeah, retirement? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you've seen many players in, in the rankings tumble down so quickly and, you know, all them fantastic dark players there's been and they're not even got a tour card and stuff like that now and you think, you know, in the back of your mind, am I going to be one of them players? You know, it did it, come across and I went... No, don't be stupid, boy. <laughs> last time we spoke to you, you promised us you'd get to mine head, and after the last block of four Pro Tours, you've given yourself a fighting chance now with two to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it to last day. <laughs> you, you're giving yourself a chance now, is the, is the thing. Yeah, exactly. There's two tournaments to go, and there's loads of prize money, so I could quite easily get in there, no problem. Interesting that he thought about retiring earlier on in the year. About the time in the year when I was saying that he shouldn't be in the Premier League. My thanks. <laughs> I also go back to a comment I made last week that I don't always believe everything Darts players say. Not yet. I, I, I know, to be fair, I, I think when he was at his lowest... I think, and, and especially when Joe went back in for another operation, I, I actually believe that he did think about it. I think I wouldn't have been surprised with a break. I don't think there would be a retirement, um, even at that stage. There may have been an extended break on the sport, but I don't think there would have been that level from Peter. Yeah, look, quite, it's, it, it, it's an interesting one. Right, we've got three clips. One involves Nathan Aspinall. The other two are about Nathan Aspinall. So we'll play the Asp one 
first of all, because he explains his reasons for not doing the Players' Championship. Listen, I, you know, everyone knows me that I'm the most honest guy you'll meet, so I'll correct you there. I've not given up. Um, basically, Kirsty, my partner of 14 years, has spent the last 10 years in minor for her birthday. And this year she's 30. So, yeah, OK, I might, I might not have qualified, but... I didn't want to qualify because I wanted to make her birthday special because you're only 30 once. We miss a lot of star plays, we miss kids' birthdays, partners' birthdays, weddings, all that stuff. And I'm thinking, you know what? Okay, I might not qualify, but let's take that probability out of your head. Just pull out, just pull out the photos, um, and you know, let's let's take the misses away because in the day. Away from darts, your family put up a lot of stuff. Um, you know, people just see us as playing darts. They don't understand what goes on behind the scenes and the family miss so much. And that was a decision we made. We made it as a family. Uh, I spoke to Kirsty before I decided to pull out and in the day, you know. I might be an old, I'm a romantic dog and I wanted to treat her for her 30th. And, uh, you know, that's the reason why I pulled out the last few. You know, it might affect me. I'm not going to be a C for the Euros next year, but, you know, I'll be back. I'll, I'll get, get to them qualifiers, you know. I'm not like the rest of my will goes with the qualifiers and I will earn my spot back at, back as a seed. I thought you just beat me to it there. We've heard others guys say that I'm not going to qualify, that you will go you will go there and give everything. 100%. I spoke to Dave, um, Dave Allen, about, about you know what would happen if I had to play the qualifier and I was included in the Premier League on a Thursday night. And, um, you know, I said, you know, we, we can sort that out. And yeah, rest assured, at the end of the day, the Europeans are, are fantastic tournaments. I love playing on them. Um, and I want to be back there. I want to play in as many as I can. If that means that playing the qualifiers, so be it. You know what I mean? I, I've had it quite sweet the last three or four years by not having to qualify, and I know how, how tough they are. But rest assured, you know, I don't think I'm better than anyone else on the tour. I will go to them qualifiers and I'll earn my spot. I like that. I like it. He's definitely learned a new phrase recently. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard him say that before, but he said the same thing six times in the same interview. But other than that, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I thought it was thought it was refreshing. It was just nice to hear him say the reasons as well, because when he pulled out, there was a lot of speculation and, and everything like that. But I, I thought that was good, really good from from us. Yeah. I like the fact he's pulled out in the sense of I don't agree with I didn't want to qualify because he's played in plenty of tournaments to obviously want to go and win. But I totally understand his decision now. Why go into a two events with the mindset of I'm not sure if I want to be in what that final would potentially bring to me. So now you're at this point of year, it just makes sense to to pull out of that and have the weekend. As you said, families, especially for people like Nathan where you're in the Premier League, you're away so much. I think you've sort of talked about the a week of a Premier League player before Phil probably what at home. Two, three nights, sometimes not even that a week. So how important that can be. Um it seems like the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Also on um always a pleasure, Cal. Always a pleasure. Um oh Matt, he'll be in the Premier League. He's just playing it coy, isn't he? He knows. <laughs> It will be it will be interesting though to see with the Euro Tour qualifiers being on the Wednesday and the Premier League on the Thursday of some of those how that will work for the Premier League player. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Premier League player. The rest are already been <laughs> at the moment. Um, but also on Nathan Aspinall, that win was huge because it was his first win in like seven weeks and we spoke to obviously Michael Smith who put on social about having a decent practice with him and Dovey. So we'll play back to back clips and, and this is nice as well, listening to what these had to say. Uh, I'm not coming here trying to right some wrongs, even though I lost last last year in the final. I just want to make a good account, so I want to prove to everyone what you got to do. It's <laughs> one minute you get beat, the next minute you win, and you just got to prove that now. I saw you put a nice message on social media about practicing with Nathan, a good four and a half hour session. Obviously, I know you guys are pros and you're trying to beat each other, but is that more of a mate thing, trying to rally around him when he's struggling? Yeah, I did the four and a half hours on the Monday, and then I just put a video of me. Capital keep playing my walking song, so I must have made that famous again. <laughs> so Tuesday I did three and a half, uh, maybe four hours with him on Tuesday as well, and I could hopefully do a lot more after that. But I've not seen like with Nathan, Joe Cullen, Dober, Chizza. They're not only colleagues; they're one of my best mates growing up. Well, not growing up for the sort of been that long now. So it was nice to see Nathan away from the PDC and just have a coffee, have a laugh, and I do. It was fun. It was it was good, and hopefully I continue doing it with Nathan because he's seen tonight it helped him. I think it was his first win in seven weeks, and yeah, now my game's starting to come on as well. So it was just two days can make a whole lot of difference. Did you sense Dave was struggling up there with some kind of injury? I did. I've, I've just said to Dave there. I, I noticed um, him wiggling his foot, and I thought, I wonder if he's went over. And, and I, I tried, obviously, not to let that get to me. And Kate, obviously, because you can't feel sorry for them, you know what I mean? It's it, it's, it's a hard game at times, but I, I did notice that, and I just tried to just forget about that. And obviously, I'll, I'll see him backstage, see how he is. And... It was in this very arena this time last year, which really catapulted you and went to the next level, ending that ghost of Michael Van Gogh and how did it feel coming back here? Yeah, it's always great. The first three practice starts I got a bit uh, stick by the Dortmund fans there <laughs> but uh, now nah, you just laugh it off and yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to get that win and playing some decent darts. After the last 24 hours is it a little bit bittersweet being a couple of hundred yards from the ground? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, um, no, it's good to be back like I said I, I don't mind Dortmund obviously they're in our group this year and you, you, you've got to be off on Newcastle but yeah, they're not a bad club. We've got great support, and uh, hopefully, them supporters can turn, turn me on into this. Uh, hopefully, pick this, this up this title. Um, pleasure, always a pleasure, Carl, to have you in. But in, nice to hear Michael Smith talking in that way about Aspen trying to trying to help his mate out more than anything, even though they're trying to win money off each other. 
it goes two ways, doesn't it? Like, it is great to see the fact that there is decent friendships on tour, and no doubt we're going to talk about a couple more in, in a little while as well. But it is, it does also leave us with the absence of two players that just want to batter each other. Please, I want a rivalry. <laughs> like, it, it's great that they're friends, and it, like everybody needs some sort of support network and, and friendship. But I just want two people to give it some needle for once. That isn't Gerwin Price against the crowd. I'll see what I can stoke up for you. <laughs> um, but no, good, good to see um, that. So that that was the European Championships, and now time is ticking. Not much left in terms of events. Last chance saloon for a lot of players coming up with two pro tours. The Slam qualifier, the Slam, and then the Players' Championships, and then it's all done apart from a qualifier. Uh, how are we doing? John O'Shea is in the house. Hope you are good, mate. Um, Chris says, Lee, still think Chiz is going to win a major? Yes. <laughs> that was the most timid yes we've ever yeah. had on this show. <laughs> that was the same way I answered when I was on the way to the game yesterday. My brother asked me before he was going to win. Right, let's let's jump in to off the back of this. It's Gob's favourite subject, but I did it for a reason. Because the interaction it got off social was ridiculous. Yeah, you've achieved that, so I'll move on. No, we're gonna we're gonna give the people what they want. No, we're not. Yes, we are. We only need to say three lines on this, don't we? Premier League. Up until this point, Peter Wright should not have been included in the Premier League. His history in the tournament is shocking, and his form to this point in the season has been crap. This weekend, he wins the title. He gives them an excuse to put a Scott in there. We now have six of eight players, which puts us in exactly the same position we were in at this time last year. We're none the wiser for the other two unless somebody sexy wins the Grand Slam or the Players' Championship Finals. And we're going to remain in that position until January the 2nd, whilst arguing over who the other two are going to be. And, well, that concludes my presentation on the Premier League. Thanks for watching. Any questions? No questions. Don't say no questions. Just fills in everything. As well. <laughs> um, chat room, what are you saying? Do, do, are we all in agreement now that six places are locked, though? Do, do we think that locks right in? Yeah. It's, it's just such an easy win for them. With two events in Scotland, as we said, his rankings back up. He's there, isn't he? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think that locks him locked 100% done but for the rest only two places left and I know this goes back to the format and we've spoken about that we won't go into that but there's going to be again there's going to be some pissed off people come January the 3rd actually Gob not the 2nd we still probably won't know they'll delay it a bit longer so the point still stands we won't know on January (laughs) the 3rd they're waiting to see who wins the Bahrain Darts Masters (laughs) the prestigious palm tree (laughs) <laughs> but th- 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 there's going to be pissed off people again because last I thought Johnny was pretty much there but now I'm not to certain not if he doesn't do something for the back end of the year yeah I, I, I thought he was winning the World Cup and the match play final I thought was perhaps enough but now I'm not so sure it depends 
there's plenty of players out there whose form right now is terrible. Johnny might just be the best of a bad bunch going forward. Dirk van Dijvenberger has absolutely fallen off the face of the earth with his injury. You look at the fact that James Wade Watt made the final this weekend. That was the first time he'd been past the first round all season, excluding the UK Open in a TV major. He'd been terrible. Um, Rob Cross has been brilliant on the World Series. Has it really translated to PDC majors? This is where I'm trying to think what he's done all season. Before someone corrects me and goes, oh, he's in a final here. Um, who else should have Danny Nohan, we already know, is in that conversation that needs to do more. Otherwise, he would have been in last year. Yeah. Like, as I said, Johnny might just be the leftover best of a bad bunch from a year where actually not a great deal has happened. Not that, not in terms of Premier League selection players that are attractive to marketing. Yeah. So, they had a pretty solid year. Christo be the same, but I think they need to do that a little bit more because of where they are ranked. They both got in off the back of Masters that they otherwise wouldn't have had. They both had very good compa- campaigns once they were in as well, by the way. Yeah. But I still think they need to do a bit more to jump above the likes of Clayton, who's got a spot. I think the the difficulty is the campaign argument doesn't delve very far because of what we've seen with previous bits. There has to be something else to add that to the CV of promoting a player of them being back in the Premier League. It can't yeah. just be a runner-up and a, a decent year on the tour. It has to be something else that stands out. Crosses multiple World Series wins, maybe. I don't know. It, at this point, it's very difficult. It's if one of those sits, then wins the Slam players and Worlds, it then becomes very difficult if we've not had another one outside that sits not in the World Final. Where do the pick? I think then Joe Tullen comes into the mix. But I find it difficult then between Noppy and Johnny. Joe's run a consistent quarter-final level this year, hasn't he? So yeah. I definitely think that He's certainly in contention with it. I mean, I don't care if he's one of those players that have to do more. For me, over the last two and a half years, Danny Knopper has done more than enough to deserve a shot. I don't I don't disagree. He won one of the most difficult majors to win, which Andrew Gildon has then got on to do. He's backed that up by being provisionally world number six after the World Championships. I, I just think I don't care if there's certain fan groups haven't taken to him. He has earned his shot. He is playing at that level. He came over from the BDO at the same time as Glenn Durant and lived in that shadow for a little bit, despite the fact he was, what, number one for the year on that circuit, went all the way with him in that final, came over, went under the radar, has built his way up perfectly, has won majors, has been in finals, is is competing, has won two Pro Tours this year, and is provisionally world number six. I I don't get how you can keep just ignoring him, but actually, no, he's a bit dull. Because what he does on the board isn't dull. It's not just dull, it's everything else that goes with it. There's a name that's been chucked in, Dimitri. Although, look, Dimitri's form-wise, nowhere near. I completely agree. But in terms of Premier League selection, he ticks all the other boxes that they want. I don't think he does anymore. He he did. He he still does as well. He put up the walk on. He couldn't get his pace right this year to play at. I'm not even like that. I'm on about what languages when we only go to three different countries on the world on the Premier League is, is a bit of a non-starter for me. 
Don't get me wrong, it's brilliant to have for the World Series if you're going to go around half of Europe. But for the one night in Berlin and one night in Amsterdam when or Rotterdam when everybody speaks English there anyway. Yeah, but it's also it's the journalists that come from those other nations to those events and things like that. And but for form wise, I agree with you. He's nowhere near. But he ticks boxes for them. On back on the noppy part though, Dob, does it put a mottery about the selections if Noppy's picked this year? And let's say he just maintains the level he's at, quarterfinals maybe at the world, a decent Grand Slam run, and doesn't then in last year, or flippy, does it actually justify it to say that we're not picking people off one, I don't want to say lucky run, but one weekend run or one dud week in the, the tour? That actually Unless the tournament's got four. the Masters, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, does that? Does I, I that think then you back it up a little bit more and go. Actually, you won a title last year. We wanted that bit more from you. You've gone away and proved it, and, and made yourself impossible not to pick by continuing to perform on the board because that was always. Look, and I know Barry's not involved as much, but is still pulling the strings or whatever. But he always said, if you're good enough and achieve enough, you'll get in. And I, I still hold on to an awful lot of lines of what this organisation has been built on for the last ten to fifteen years. And it seems to have just shifted away from that completely gone. How badly can we line our pockets? And I still go back to the lines that the players were given for the last 10 to 15 years while this structure and organisation and success of the PDC and, and with that by and large darts has come about. And I think they still need to hold true to some of that. Look, not picking every single major winner. All right, granted, that there's, there's too many going around at the moment. It, it could devalue your field given how open some of these tournaments are. You haven't got Phil Taylor mopping up titles to protect you from your world number 42 gate crash in the Premier League off the back of, as you said, potentially one good weekend. But Danny being picked a year after winning a major would back that up. I, th- I think the only other one, and the concern again is just the sheer number of players that aren't watchable in aesthetically is, is Rob Cross. Yeah. Him, he was picked last year despite ticking box whilst ticking boxes for his success on the World Series. Rob Cross has had plenty of success on the World Series this year. He's had European European tour success as well. His pro tour form is a lot better. He's been a world champion, which a lot in recent memory for fans, it's not a million years ago that he beat Phil Taylor in that last final. It's still in the memory of some fans, not all, but but some fans, not necessarily new fans you're trying to attack, but he is in there. He communicates in interviews well. He, he knows exactly what he's doing in, in that regard, unless he's playing last. Um, <laughs> and he talked himself out of it last year. And if he had to talk himself out of it last year, how close was he anyway? Because I don't think he had that great a year. <laughs> he was close last year. I genuinely yeah. believe that. And I, I genuinely I'll think go. he's had a better year this year. His ranking has slid, but actually he's picked up more success on TV. And he's still got the big important part of the year to come. If, if we yeah. see Rob Cross in, a, in another semi-final or, or maybe even a final somewhere between now and Christmas, he's certainly in that conversation. I, I think he's in the conversation anyway right now. But I, I, I agree. A I think... of outsiders that could crash it. Damon Hetter's form has been brilliant. It's just got better and better, I think. His, his, TV, his floor game and his TV game are now similar levels. Still got to do a lot to get there. But he is one of those players that could go and gate crash the players' championship finals and have recency bias on his side where he goes, actually, you remember that? I won that in November. That that could work for him. And actually, the form right now of Stephen Bunting, a former Premier League player, a former 
the BDO world champion. He's, he's got a long way to go to get in, but he is one of those that you, you know, when we talk about, oh, who's going to qualify for this, who's going to have that long run and, and potentially go and win a pro tour to put himself in the players' championships. Bunting and Hetter are the two that could come from afar to sneak into the Premier League for me. Yeah, and so what what happened if Littler wins the world? If Littler wins the world, does he be in? Yeah. Anyone anyone that's to the world final, you would assume. Well. Are in. You would assume. There's one that could beat win the worlds and wouldn't be in. Through his choice. He would. I genuinely he wouldn't. We'll drop the interview tomorrow. He wouldn't we've play it. We've got the interview dropping in his own words. He won't play in it. He won't play in it. I don't believe everything that dark players say. I believe, yeah, I believe what this one says. Yeah. He's never had a reason to lie to us before. If yeah. he had practiced, he'll tell you he can't be asked. I'm not playing honestly, the Euro. Honestly, All right, never playing the Euro Tour again was probably a stretch. But other than that, like the rest of it, part of him wants to lie win. to us about in the last decade. Nothing. Part of him wants to win the world so he can stick two fingers up to the Premier League. And be the first to do it. I would like to think there's a different motivation to want to win the worlds. Really. No, he's it's literally still a dark player to cause trouble. Right, right. financially, <laughs> Gary, Gary has been very good and very wise with his money. He doesn't play PDC darts for a financial income, which is totally understandable. But you want to be world champion for a different reason than to shove two fingers up to people about Premier League. Yeah, this, this, I this hope this, to God that he thinks. <laughs> um, there was a really good one from Pete. Surprise the PDC haven't taken four, eight fringe players for the Premier League and hold a playoff televised it will pull in great viewing figures. Oh, what a judgment like that would be. I think there's diff- there's a lot of different ways and there's a different discussion about the Premier League, about how the Premier League could work differently and be more uh, better watch for your normal Dart fans and not just a promotion for different reasons. However, we're fully aware that this year or 2024 isn't going to change, unfortunately. To be the bearer of bad news, we're going to still be stuck with eight players in a competition yeah. on one night. Um, how are we doing, Anthony? Hope you are good, mate. Just here to play darts. He knows the line. Um, I hope you've had time to look at all the analytics and whatever and the Continental Cup was all good, mate. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Great to have you in as always. Yes, Gary, will be seeded for the Euro Tours next year. <laughs> Remarkable. That's mad. Um, right. We had ecstasy and heartbreak today on the Challenge Tour. First of all, congratulations to Barry Van Peer and the master, Owen Bates, who wins his tour card for the first time. But heartbreak for John Henderson. So close to winning back his tour card, boys. But it was a, it was a thrilling weekend of Challenge Tour action. It's a great weekend and a, an even closer finish. Um, watching today's or following it along on Dark.net. Just that turnaround from Owen Bates, the last two events, to John Henderson's form in the last two events. It's it's ridiculous. I think last two events, looking at it, Henderson made £75. Owen Bates made two grand. It's yeah. just a ridiculous turnaround. Other than picking up a title, I've never seen anyone happier with a runner-up trophy than Owen Bates today, by the way. <laughs> but it just it's just a ridiculous turnaround. Obviously, we've seen people don't pick up a a win to qualify for a European Championships or whatever it may be like to Jamie Hughes years back. But this sort of turnaround in two events, that consistency, 
from Owen Banks was incredible. It's just a shame for PDC fans that Henderson hasn't qualified, but it certainly then has a potential implication on the seniors. Positive implication, I should say, on the seniors. Yeah, well, the, the, he's still obviously Q school to, to yeah, yeah. We, we We don't know yet, but it was just watching that today. It was like the, the elation of one and the agony of, of another. But going back to, to Owen, I actually think it'll be a really, really good addition to the Pro Tour next year because he's an exciting young player that I think could thrive in that environment. The thing is, he's done it for half the season already. The, the Pro Tour's been that much chaos given that we've had basically three tour card holders not play for 95% of the season as it is. Plus, then you've had other withdrawals anyway. He's had that experience this year without the pressure of actually having that ranking to pull back on. And if you look at it, his performances have got better and better on the Pro Tour and followed it up with finishing second on the Challenge Tour. Like That's all been one big experience for him. And to, In that regard, this system works. It, it's brilliant. He's, he's gained experience of both ways. He's had the chance to step up. He's got a taste of that. He's earned ranking money through that as well. Um, but now he's gone on to to finish second overall and, and pick up his tour card. The thing is, the, the team around him seem absolutely solid, by the way. The relationship and friendship he's got with, with Cam Crabtree seems absolutely solid. And it will be interesting if Cam doesn't get his tour card. Obviously, the same with Hendo right now. We're talking as if that's it almost a little bit. They have got Q school and they will go to Q schoolers with the form that they've showed and the ability that they've showed in that environment, which is different to local events or winning ADC events or, or even Super Series form having form in a PDC environment in those lanes can't be underestimated at all. And an advantage, they don't have to do stage one. Yeah. Going straight into stage two, I think so. I know some people say, oh, but the others are playing regularly. With everything you have to do to play, I think missing stage one is an absolute massive thing. As long as they can find somewhere for decent match practice before that, yeah, because obviously that is the issue that You've then got Christmas, PDC Worlds, like, that's it now. The Challenge Tour is done. It's October. Q School starts the second week of January. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnny, I, I agree. And this goes back to the discussion that we've had many a time that, for me, cards should be given out on a one-year ranking system over a four-day one. But that's something else, isn't it? Um <laughs> Also, we spoke about emergencies in the chat room. Neil Duff, ADC Glory this weekend. It was their uh, finals at, at Bristol. I didn't see a lot of it, obviously, because I was in uh, Dortmund. But the pictures on social, it looked aesthetically very, very good again, which is which is good. Yeah. The, the setup they've got, the lanes they've got, the organisation they've got, they are firmly up and running. They run professional level events. All the feedback you see from them has, has always been positive. They had technical issues this weekend and everyone's gone, actually, they've dealt with it really, really well. Um, yeah, look, it just keeps building, doesn't it? You've got the tour finals. We've got the women's uh, LP finals at the Super Series uh, in a couple of weeks' time on, on the Saturday afternoon as well, the final eight of, of those players. Um, <laughs> Rab's just thrown me completely. Um, but yeah, look, <laughs> the, the, the setup and... Actually, the branding of it, I really like. If anybody's been to the Pro Tour or seen the photos they put up, it's quite a dull environment. 
Don't get wrong. Yeah. The blue is is what the, the plainness is what players want. They don't want bright, bold out there colours. But actually, ADC have got that in that it's a lot of black with the odd dab of red, which players are used to from surrounds or or whatever. It's not stupid colours in your face, but actually, there's branding around that makes it feel like a professional level event. Yeah. The the, the only thing the from the ADC perspective is to sort of seen they've promoted an open and it didn't go through that's sort of what i'm just sort of waiting for the level they are at at the moment is producing it's just that next step that we're waiting for because you feel like once they are comfortable with where they are and to push for an open you feel confident that they'll get it right yeah i agree and steve brian dropped or the <laughs> dropped a teaser on their social last week that it looks as if to me that they're introducing a couple of majors. Which is the next step. Yeah. Is and just looking at Neil's comment, uh venue spot on, Tom Petituted brilliantly, Stott and the team did a brilliant job, even dealing with the tech but was very impressed. That's what we're hearing across the board from every event that the, the dies are running and um, from the two stops and being at one at um, Cleveland, obviously, last year, what they're doing now with the Motor Super Series, everything seems to be spot on. It's just making that next step. I think the thing that people that have not necessarily criticised, but it's quite easy to forget just how young an organisation they are. Yeah. And I think they've gone about their growth plan the right way. If you suddenly launch a major and then work your way down and, and the vaults were the absolute last thing to come, then getting people on board, getting people locally realising what the ADC is, you're back in a similar position. The fact they've gone to, I don't want to be corny or a politician here, the masses, the people first, and, and allowed it to grow that way and then have built up, built up, built up, Means that actually, from a grassroots level, they've got so many more eyes on their product, or people who are curious of having a look at it, oh, instead of chasing an open that you, you see in the other system. Yeah, um, good to have you in, Rab, as always, mate. And remember, he's Darby talking about the live lounge live happening Monday, the eleventh of December. Um, he's there, well, Rab. He had a great chance last year until he started talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Get, make sure you are there, Neil. No redraws. So the, the post I was on, but I just had to go and find it, that they've teased new events coming for 2024. UK and Ireland Classic, the Red Dragon Doubles Cup. Ooh. I like this. I like a doubles cup. I'm, I'm intrigued by a doubles. Because the only other thing you ever really hear about doubles is either the World Cup of Darts or Peter Wright and Mervyn King from 1994. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I I like that. And, and we had Jack was there, and we were giving Steve some some shit down at the, the Super Series, trying to pick his brain. And look, I understand why they've held off with the 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 big major, but I think it is getting to that point where. That has to be the, the next step. But I also appreciate that they are doing it right and won't do it until everything 
is ready to do. So I, I get it. But I think that is the next step to take them to the premier amateur organisation or whatever you want to call it. At the moment, there's people to in and fro in. And, but I think with the setup they now have with the vaults, the, um, the tour events, the women's, if they can then secure that, that puts them in pole position. Yeah, and it's important to realise that they've they pushed for this once, they've made a mistake, and they've stepped back to analyse the mistake they've made and how they can rectify it to put it right. Um, and with the continuous of the floor events running perfectly, um, there's no reason why then that can't change. And the Tarns then Luther then are pushing for a major event, whatever it whatever it's called. Open amateur world champion, whatever the terminology you want to use, but just a a bigger end all than what they've got. Yeah, no, no I, I just full full kudos to them. That's a that's a good point, Anthony. It'd be interesting to see that did the hard floor make a difference? Because we've seen in other events that hard floors have caused issues for players when darts have pinged out and snapped points and broken barrels and things. Um, First time we ever hosted the Uni Nationals, obviously we had hard floor in our venue, but it had a long been laid and they were concerned if we started dropping darts into the floor, we would leave holes, which is then the nightclub venue as well. So they were like, oh, alcohol's going to get underneath. So we had to like, they had a load of leftover carpets and we were just cutting strips to go in between the athletes <laughs> with the metal frames. So they were just like carpeted, just down the hockey. It was bizarre. I'm, I'm gutted if you haven't got a picture of this setup. I'd love to have seen it. In the uh, Super Series as well, Steve West took the final place in Champions Week. And I go back to that Group B last week was just fabulous darts all round. Even um, Stefan, what was his surname? God, I've forgotten. Schroeder. Schroeder. That didn't win a game, but played some brilliant, brilliant stuff. It was superb. Yeah, it was a, it was a great ending to it was a great ending to set us up for um champions week um watched an awful lot of the the finals night um atmosphere that a bit rowdy in there on finals night with huge support for reese um but a, a a great finale from steve west and set up perfectly for what we've seen of day one and Denon's topping the group after one day, yeah, deadly Denon. Yeah, I saw it as I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's so Champions Week at the Super Series underway. But yeah, Steve West taking the final place. Um, I'm not that bad, Rab. Well, maybe. Uh... <laughs> How great does that look? I don't dislike that at all, Gob. I'm not going to lie. That looks better than what I expected you to put up on the screen, if you found it. Mate, we don't mess around. That looks... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that looks, I know, but how you described it to where that delivered, I don't think you've done it well enough. I'm not going to lie. I thought the picture... Yeah, the way you described it, I wasn't expecting that. We like, shredding it up, padding it out like... I don't know. 
I just imagine you having your scissors cutting it all up and... Oh, they, w- they wouldn't let me use scissors. <laughs> um, Rav, I don't think Steve's planning on going to Q school because if he still needs his hip operation. don't think he is. So I, I don't believe so. I spoke to him in Reading earlier in the year and he said he's not going again. He's done. Yeah. Rappy is enjoying his darts. He might do a bit of the seniors when he turns 50. Fez. Um, so yeah, that was all good. Um, I know we spoke about it. I didn't see who won the events at the WDF in Hungary. Me neither. I do know the draw is Wednesday. Draw's Wednesday. Schedules mm. before Friday. Is the draw Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday this week. <laughs> Announcement time. <laughs> uh, is one, it gonna be- I've heard there's only one draw as well. Is it going to be a live yeah. draw, though? Cool guess is as good as mine. <laughs> um, you know what? I believe it is. Well, that was meant to be last year, last time, wasn't it? And it wasn't. It was recorded and put out as a premiere. So I reckon they'll do that again. You can watch the draw unfold on the WDF YouTube channel at 7pm, Wednesday the 1st of November. No, but no mention of the word live, though. Unfold. Exactly. So the, the, the giveaway is if the graphics start coming up at the bottom of the screen. Also, uh, £1 WKD. Have a word with yourself. It was a student union. It was £2.20 a pint. Why on earth would I be paying £1 for a WKD? Because you pay for Prime, so you, the more the yeah, more okay. Prime boy. Yes, I'd pay for the expensive stuff, you fucking idiots. <laughs> get a pint. The only time where you're not chatting rubbish in this show is the introduction song. <laughs> it's, a, it's about a pound a bottle now. Two. Um, I'm not cheaper, very my way. I'll send you some other. I'll see where you live. I'm not surprised. What the other cheaper than you? I'll take that. Thanks. Anyway, whilst you two continue having your domestic, how are we doing, Will? Hope you are good. USA Darts is in. Uh, Patrick Kovacs won in uh, Hungary. Cheers, buddy. Um, when, uh, John is back in. Where was the question I was looking at? Oh, from Jamie. Who's the darting Ballon d'Or favourite for this year so far? Do you know what? When the Ballon d'Or popped, that was a question I was going to ask later. Like, yeah. who is, if, if there was a Ballon d'Or, in this sport, who would get it? Who's had the best year till now? Um, this would be tough. Who would I give the Ballon d'Or? And what counts as a season? Because, see, they're voting on Ballon d'Or October. Their finish is what? 1st of September? Is it September to September? The season that they vote on. The difficulty that you'd have is including the world championship or not. Yeah. That will always be the difficulty. If it was year so far post fourth of Jan, that person's not in the midst, is he in reality? I think the first name that sprung to mind when I asked the question was Humphreys. That was the first person that 
come into my mind across the season. Uh, Rob says, I'd exclude last year's Worlds. Gilding, um, Gilding, great shout. Luke or Hetta. Uh, how are we doing, Nathan? Hope you are good. We'll touch on that in a minute. Um, Humphreys from Matador. Michael Van Messi. Um, Humphreys, MVG. Dobie, Humphreys, Humphreys. Um, yeah, well, he, he's, he's working hard on the old prime sponsorship. <laughs> no, I hate to be that guy, but in true traditional no, you don't. No, you don't. Ballon d'Or voting, I still think it's Van Gerwen. I think he's in the equation. I, uh, he's won the biggest event of the year so far. If we're excluding the Worlds, he won the Premier League World Series what, of Darts finals. He's still the Players Championship finals title I holder. Think... It seems like, perfect, seems like the perfect question to ask multiple guests, including ourselves, on the 11th of December. Just throwing it out there. To be fair, that's a good one. I, we, we will add the Ballon d'Or to the Live Lounge Live running order. From 4th of January to 11th of December. <laughs> yeah. 11 and a half month. Who's, yeah. who's had the worst season? Can we call that the fall on the floor? Oh. <laughs> Are you presenting it? <laughs> Vincent um, loved that one. To be fair, if, if, if you are doing that, who would you say out of the elite has had the worst season to date then? Dimmy. For me, the first name that jumps off, Dimmy. Dimitri. It might have been a different answer on Wednesday. It might have been a certain Peter Wright up until this weekend. <laughs> in all seriousness, him. he was probably Dimmy. in the mix. Dimmy. Yeah, I think Dimmy for me as well. But would part of would part of that top three be Dimmy? James Wade and Peter Wright before the weekend, and that's solely totaled up with the two of them. Yeah. Where? Um, it, but is Demi? Demi's at the elite level of the sport, Lendl, hundred percent. Demi Hunt for dancing, hundred <laughs> percent. Two-time Premier League participant, former World Match Play champion, Grand Slam, top ten in the world. Yeah, he's elite. Yeah, a chat and shit as well, but he is elite. Um, he, he he can talk all right. Dirk's up there, you know. Dirk is up there. Yeah, I I, I, I can't. And Clayton made the Match Play final and won the World Cup. Yeah, I can't. I can't get behind. He's not smashing people up and, and in finals and stuff, but to be fair, where are where are we on price then? Because has he flattered to deceive this year? Because in the Premier League, in my opinion, he was the best player across the sixteen weeks. 
But on finals night, Michael does what Michael does. But the wait goes on for Gezi in a TV title. What was his last? Players' Championship Finals 2022? Uh, not Players' Championship, World Series Finals 22. Yeah. Ranking one would have been the slam two years ago. Excluding the World Cup. Yeah. Truly. Um, how are we doing, Wim? Hope you are good. And Shawnee Mac is in the house. Hope you are good as well. I like this. This, this is a good one. We're, we're definitely going to go in-depth on this at the Live Lounge Live Monday, the 11th of December at the Prince of Wales pub in Ilkeston. Can't wait to get there and get it all set up and ready to go. Um, like five showers away, four or five showers away. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not far. Um, right, what else have we missed in a week in darts? Obviously, we've got the Pro Tour on that coming up this week. The Slam Qualif... When do you reckon the draw for the Slam is going to be? Monday? I bet it won't be live. No, there's a, they only do one live draw a year. We know that. Speaking of live, Lionel Messi has just won the Ballon d'Or. I don't agree with that. Did you not know that before the Ballon d'Or? No, everybody knew that before the Ballon d'Or. No, but I mean, he got announced before the Ballon d'Or chat. I think that's why someone asked that question about darts. I thought that was announced. popped up on Twitter. Um, yeah. Um, so, right, what else have we missed in a week in darts? We probably missed something. We always do. Um, whilst we're thinking question time is open then get your questions in love a bit of question time at the end of the show if online darts hosted an eight man tournament with any players who now have well, jumped up? Who now have a tour card, including Luke for entertainment purposes? Who's getting picked? And who? Gobbers ref on film. Where is it being held? Um, what eight would you pick then? What format we going? Just leg play. Right. In terms of a tournament, just I'd want to see MVG, oh, yeah. Anderson. Just tortard holders. No, it could be yeah. anyone. Wasn't that just tour card holders? Does the pot including Luke for now? Yeah, because I'm putting Luke in mine. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it was tour card holders. However, going forward yeah. with Luke being one. MPG, Anderson, Price, Littler, 
Vintage jackpot he's still got a tour card. Today we're on about that. I'd still probably put him in just for the... Um... That's a tough one. Anderson Little, I yes. I'd still have Price in there. See, the thing is, the Dame of Darts, I'm probably most excited about between now and the end of the year, is still the World Youth Final. So part of me wants Van Veen in there because him and Littler don't against each other. He's going to be somewhere else. Nope. Not Fink? If I'm refing, I want slow players because these fuckers can count quicker than I can. <laughs> I've marked for Gian too quick. If, if, well, it best not be James Wade playing because I'm, I'm assuming it's hard to ref when you're excited. I'll take Wade, Wright, Rob, Mansell, Petter, Gilding, <laughs> Liam Mendel Lawrence, <laughs> Liam Mendel Lawrence, <laughs> the Peagle. Worst thing, Liam Mendel Lawrence can still qualify for Ali Pali, by the way. We're sort of at that point now where I think I'd rather him actually do that. Why? Because I don't see him getting through multiple rounds at the PDC World World Championship. <laughs> but I do see him getting through multiple rounds at Lakeside. <laughs> and I haven't got all day to sit there and watch that. If he draws Shawnee Mac first round on fucking Wednesday, I'm off. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I love you, Shorty, but I am watching that. Cheers, <laughs> oh. uh, Nathan. Pleasure having you in, mate. Uh, yeah, big congratulations. Yeah, I, I agree, Rab. Um, PDC Europe done a great job this year. and I'm looking. I'm excited to see the new venues like next year as well. Vincent for interviews. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, right, let's get some really good questions in there. Let's go back. Uh, Lendl, what is your projected cutoff for Minehead, just out of interest? Seventeen point five. I didn't. I didn't notice this, but there was a redraw at the weekend at the WDF tournament. Was there? Usual redraw at the WDF event. Had Aaron Turner playing James Beaton in round one, who both were seeded. <laughs> uh, what Euro Tour events do you see Anderson going to next year? The, the ones that are easy to get to, I, I don't see him going to Risa and places like that. Risa and Yena, no. But hasn't Yena been binned? Essentially. Yeah. Not binned, it's just not on there this year, is it? There's one they're gonna rotate a couple in and out, aren't they? Yeah. I'm just starting back for Lendl's top off. Seventeen point two five for the players champs. 
Or did you well, have do it? Do you think that's safe? So you think Boris and Lee are there already? I'll give Stephen Burton or Bertie. So honestly, so by the way, seeding's petrify me. Darts connect is like the easiest thing you've ever seen in the world to use. But I'm petrified. I'm going to mess up a seniors draw with the wrong seeds. It's a nightmare. So going off Lendl's calculations, it's only Sparadans Dan aren't going to Minehead. Do we see anyone causing a shock and qualifying for Minehead? That's. Do you know what? The form he showed in the last few weeks, Mervyn King, he's been brilliant the last few Pro Tours. Yeah. Um, how, much, how much of a downer on the players is it that we've potentially not that our world match play? Well, we definitely haven't that our world match play champion there, but we also may not have our European champion there. I tweeted this last night and got a lot of stick for it. Why? Because I just said potentially two of the eight Premier League players aren't going to be at the Players' Championship finals. There's an issue with the system. And I was like, well, there's not because ch- the problem is, yes, they've had a chance to qualify. Yes, they Peter Wright's played enough events. Nathan Aspinall perhaps differently. But if the Pro Tour doesn't mean enough to them to warrant to go to this event to qualify for the Players' Championship Finals. There's an issue. That, that's, where the, that's where the system is broken. I think it's never going to happen, but I think that the rankings need a complete overhaul. It needs to go to points. It needs to change how often things drop off. There needs to be a bigger incentive and a bigger reason for these guys to get back to playing Pro Tours. Moving them to midweek, I'm not sure is actually going to make a great deal of difference to the Premier League players. The only ones it might affect are the ones that aren't in the Euro Tour but want to go and qualify. I th- but again, I think that most of them will go clock enough money up early and then not bother and bin them off. Like you say, I think the Players' Championship Finals is important. But for some of these big players, and we've said this a while ago, that 12 grand isn't enough to keep them interested. Because we see the money they make in these great big events in Germany. No? And that's an issue. And, and that's how you get breakaways. Yeah. Because there might be enough at the very, very top of the game when they chase a World Championship or a Premier League. But if your base earnings is more elsewhere, that's how you get... Look, Snooker have just done it. They've just been offered a shed load to go and play in an exhibition in... Macau, I think it was, instead of the tour. And World Snooker have acted quite aggressively towards that because they're trying to squash that. Like If if players keep doing that, that's formation for a breakaway tour. Quite simple. Effectively, that's how the PDC started. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it all all started, was they wanted a bigger piece of the pie. But it could go again here that, like, there's... There's, two, there's a thread being pulled in two different directions in the top boys want more and more and are generating more and more elsewhere and the bottom guys just want to be able to live as a professional dart player. Oh yeah, no, I agree. It's, it, it, is, it is a mess at the moment. It's like British politics. 
Uh, a PDC to Tories, what? <laughs> um, predict the top eight seeds for the world. Don't think it will change, will it? Not playing well enough. I mean, Price and Aspinall are currently 750 quid difference, so that might change a bit. Don't see too much change, to be fair. No, neither do I. When MVG retires, will there be a title named after him? I don't think, well, not for a while. Depends what Maury does. Which, which one would you name? rename the Michael Van Gerwen trophy then if you were going to do one? Surely it has to be the Premier League. The Dubai Darts Masters. He can be the new palm tree. He's never looked so good. You can tell him that. <laughs> Sparkling <laughs> and golden. I, 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 I think if, if, if you're going to do it, it's the, the Premier League one for me. Because what's he It depends on what success he continues to have. Does one the Grand Prix be a fit if he wins many, many more, being his first as well? Possibly. It's interesting. It's a good chat. I like it. I um does it downplay it a little bit if he's obviously I know you're gonna say to set them to the players, but does it downplay it a little bit if he's named after the one that's an invitational? Nah. Not the irony of it. The irony of it shouldn't the Premier League be told after Darry Anderson. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the Premier League just splits opinion so much, even between fans and players and everything like that. It's why are we still talking about it? Because we want to. Move on. I agree with you, Dob, slightly, but he's then closer to, closer to being on the horizon. And he, Talon's talking about it. Sure. <laughs> uh, next year, stream the Challenge Tour. I don't see the Challenge Tour nope. being streamed yet just because of the the, the costing of it. No. Nope. be more an expansion of the Pro Tour than it would be. Pro Tour streaming than it would be Challenge, I think. It is an invite, third biggest on the PDC event. If you listen to the players, they all class it second. I know that annoys Gob and I, I don't agree with it personally. I still have the match play second, but when you speak to them, they will all sell their soul or left arm to get in the Premier League. I'd tell you to stop talking about it. Shut up, Prime Boy. Sell a few of them as well. <laughs> Uh, It'd be interesting to see if someone like Aps went and picked it up next year. How we would then look at the match play win in the Premier League. He'd put the Premier League above it, 100%. Will Corey Cabby be in next year's Prem? I very much doubt it. I think, I don't think we'll ever see Corey Cabby play PDC darts again. I think his days are done. 
Romeo done. Uh, will Sky Sports darts programming finally be updated for this year at Christmas? They, they need to update some darts gold. A lot of TV needs updating. Darts Gold needs updating. Comms teams need updating. Agree. The ITV one, I fully... I watched a fair bit of this weekend. Probably the first time I've ever done it without sound. Out of that whole broadcast team, I only keep one. I was watching something on telly and had the darts on on silent on my laptop this weekend. I, apart travelling from certain rounds, watching it, and it was the only thing I was watching. That's different when you've got someone else on the screen, but I only I was only watching that, and it, a lot of the time it was muted. Now, and seeing, I, seeing I, some I, of the quotes that was being put on, I can't say, because like says I didn't listen to the majority of it. Talking about say, certain players not being heard of until this year. It's a bit disrespectful. Yeah, the, the, it's, the, lack, it's lack of knowledge. It's not. Mace, Mace is the yeah. only one that I keep from the ITV comms team. Disrespectful was the one word there. Lack of knowledge, I think, is, is probably the right word. Yeah. Um, what was the. Someone said Fallon looked injured last week. No, she, she was just tired towards the end. I, I spoke to her last week. It was just the arm was just absolutely dead. But last week did what it needed to do for her in terms of prep for the slam. Where was Dan this weekend? Not needed. Ned was preferred. Netting comms doesn't work. Oh, it's 10 o'clock. Time to turn the show. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for coming around. Um, <laughs> Rab, my, my only issue with Wazza is, is I actually like him as a commentator, but I don't like it the fact that he can't or chooses not to give an opinion because of his position on PDPA, which I understand, but I want a commentator and pundit to give an opinion when they see something, not sit on the fence. And Wazza can't because of the, the dual role. I almost miss Rod Harrington. <laughs> uh, right, last oh. one. Last one. At least he shouted, don't miss the big number. Right, last one from us. Prediction, who wins the West and East European qualifier? East Europe, I'm going for Sebastian Bielewski. West, I'm going for... I'm going to go rogue. Christopher Tunders. Wasn't expecting that, mate. Liam Maimed or Lawrence, anyone? Well, he's still in the German Super League as well, isn't he? He's got two chances. Yeah. I'm just going as open as two players who have probably qualified for WDF Worlds. So I think Bill, I think Bilowetsky wins the the Eastern one and then pulls out a lakeside. I think he loses to either 
Is it Kovacs or someone like Titus Canic out of nowhere? And uh, the other one, I'm going to say, Placey had a great start to the season, but he's been dreadful since. Um, this is where I say someone that's already got a fucking tour card. <laughs> Lamb this year. Who? Chris Lambert. Yeah. I don't even know anymore. Job's <laughs> being stupid. Um won't be trickle. Never gets there. Um Just play it safe and go Barton's. Barnes is pretty solid. Yeah, no, no. What's his bloody name? I don't know. You tell us. Yano. Yano Botnenberg. If he clicks, he is... Dangerous. Yeah, I don't don't disagree. <laughs> Where do Nordic and Baltic sit in? Have they already had their qualifier? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because if not, Anton, Anton Usland, I like the look of. He played really well on the Euro Tour as well. Um, right, well, Scott thinks. Let's fill you in on what's going on. We've got loads of interviews dropping this week. We will drop the Gando one for you as well. Three other live streams this week, Wednesday and Thursday. We have Pro Tour streams. Wednesday, it's me and Gob. Thursday, it's me and Tiz. And then it's... Think me and Gob again for the slam qualifier on Friday. Maybe. Potentially depending on where he is, but me definitely. So if you haven't yet, make sure you drop us a like and subscribe as always. Plenty going on to keep you busy and keep us letting you up to date with what has gone on. Thank you for your support as always over the weekend. If you haven't yet, head over to our YouTube channel and catch up with all the reaction from the European Championships. Some good stuff over there. I've been Phil Bars, Lee Boyce, Jack Garwood. Thank you very, very much as always. And we'll see you all very, very soon. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.